What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. This is episode number 37. And in this episode, we're going to talk to my sister from across the pond, Miss Monique Jackson. She is an advocate for treatment and research on long COVID. Um, she has also been affected by this. So we're going to discuss this a little bit. She was on last year in the middle of all this craziness. And we said we'd always come back at some point and talk more, but not necessarily about COVID, more about the fights, because she is a fight uh, fan, as am I, and she is also a practitioner, as am I. So we had a lot of fights over the last couple of weeks, specifically the UFC 261, so we'll get into that. Um, but before that, if you like the show, please hit the subscribe button, keep the like, tell a friend, drop me a comment, hit me up at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram, or hit us up at www.luckysmt.com if you want to check out the gym. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you all. Yo, it's fight week for us. Uh, Keanu's representing Lucky's Muay Thai at the WMO. So make sure you get tickets if you're in Miami. I made sure I got this edited and out so we could promote that. Um, looking forward to seeing you there. We don't get a ton of Miami Muay Thai shows. So I'm super stoked about this. Um, and so be there if you can. Let's get into this conversation about fights, COVID and so forth with Miss Monique Jackson. Enjoy. Yo, we'd like to welcome back to the show. I know I get all crazy loud, right? Uh, Monique Jackson, my sister from across the pond. We are going to talk about um, a little bit of long COVID. We're going to talk a lot about fights. She was on last year and we talked about COVID and it was very eye-opening. And I think what's crazy about it is when we spoke about it before, we were talking about long COVID. And it hadn't been that long yet, I guess. And so I think a lot of people were like, what the hell's a long COVID, right? COVID only been here for a while. What's long? And now, you know, there are basketball players having to use inhalers. There's like, you know, professional athletes coughing up blood and like, you know, now we know what long COVID is, right? Everybody's a little more. I'm, I'm so glad I got to speak to you early about it. I hope we help some people out. Anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you so much for the introduction it's awesome to be able to speak to you today yay so tell me real quick um how have you been right about since the last time we spoke i mean we talked a little bit off camera about you know you have the vaccine like first part of the vaccine because you're in the uk they stretch it out but um health wise how have you been feeling over the last i don't even know when we talked last but how have you been feeling well um Today, today, um, I'm I'm feeling much better um, than we last spoke. I've had um, symptoms calm down a bit. Like I had, yeah, I've had over thirty plus symptoms, like three zero, um, since March last year. Um, and now it tends to be I've got like the right side of my face feels different, like here, uh, it feels heavier like um and got shortness of breath today a little bit not as bad as it has been but it's come back uh fatigue like I just lie. I'm a hyperactive person but I just like I'm just lying like on my bed at the moment like <laughs> but um it's okay it's okay um and um yeah a bit a little bit of palpitations but I mean for people who are suffering with long COVID, I think they'll know when I say it's pretty manageable in comparison to the first eight months. Like this, this is like a walk in the park. So, right. um, yeah, the, the vaccine, I think made a difference to me. 
Yeah, I, I've heard some things like that as well from other people. I'm, I'm glad that it's happening. I wish it was happening a little bit more, I don't know, organized. Every country has its states or provinces and this and that, and everybody's getting vaccinated differently. And it's a little bit strange. And also, um, we spoke about this a little bit as well. If, if you, nobody should be walking around claiming they know. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I say the same thing all the time. You should be, you should be good if you got vaccinated, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm hoping in my mind, I should be good. I got vaccinated, but you know, there's some questions there, you know, that we just don't have. Everything's moving fast. How do we I'm know? glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Cause, um, you're right. Like we don't know. And what I feel is different. I've heard different people who, through my like Instagram page, the Steel Corona Diary, people write to me and they say, I feel I don't feel so great after. Like with me, I had it, I felt bad, and then I felt better slowly. So there's not clinical research yet. So, you know, I can't, you know, I can only talk for myself. It's it's right. different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that you're doing this somewhat better. I'm sorry about, you know, like all of this nonsense that people have to go through when they're trying to express there's something else wrong or there's something else going on. And, you know, as crazy as that, the, the doctors wouldn't listen, right? Like some of the doctors and the medical professionals were like, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You can't be feeling that. That's not what COVID is. And now they're like every day, well, COVID's also this and COVID can be this. And this can happen because of COVID. So yeah, man, there's, there's a lot going on and I'm glad that you're out there still, you know, advocating and you've, to me, really opened a lot of people's eyes and I am so grateful I got to speak to you early and I'm glad I have you on now. <laughs> so let's talk about some fights. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, should we, I mean, you just run through the main card or? What card? What, the, uh, we can talk about UFC 261. We can talk about uh, one championship. We can talk about what you tell me. You tell me. Well, I'll come clean and say, well, with one FC, I haven't done my homework. Okay, so I would, I'll be listening to you on that one. But I am familiar with a few fighters in one FC and stuff. So, but UFC is the card that, um, the yeah unbelievable really what happened on the weekend yeah it I was saw most crazy. of that. it was kind of crazy um anthony smith's win another low leg kick that you know i mean that kick does what it does but if we can just i just want to equate that kick to chris weidman's kick and this is these are a juxtaposition right so this is one instance when the kick works and another instance where the kick does not work. So people can believe low calf kicks are the, you know, the next big thing. But honestly, somebody that can check kicks properly or even turn the knee out can cause so much damage that even if they don't break the leg, the person would not want to throw the kick again. So, you know, you're throwing these low, low calf kicks, I guess, do it at your own risk. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I was, I, I'm interested because of seeing Conor McGregor got taken with a calf kick from Dustin Poirier, right? Like, um, I, and there've been some other instant, instant instances where calf kicks are sort of like 
all the rage uh, yes. in MMA uh, for obvious reasons. It like shuts down the leg. Like yeah, it happened to Michael and Chandler and Bellator. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, but as a coach, what what do you think? Like, like, do you think it was freak? Do you think that there, like, with the technique, there could have been some adaptions to prevent it? What happened with Weidman? Well, like. I there's always technique, technical issue, things that you can do, you know, maybe setting up that kick with some punches to get them uh, sort yeah. of, you know, I mean, if you saw when Anderson broke his leg, he was throwing inside leg kicks. He was throwing them. I don't want to say he was panicked, but he was throwing them super fast and hard because he was, you know, Chris Weidman was coming closer and closer. So he was trying to keep him off by blasting him with these super fast leg kicks, super hard. And same thing, knee checked and the leg breaks. It, and it also can just happen. I mean, Tyrone Spong was a week after Anderson Silva. Tyrone Spong broke, broke his in uh, glory, I think it was. Same thing. This, I mean, it just, it can happen. It can happen. I would just say, yeah, you know, be, be careful about where you're throwing these kicks, how you're throwing them and why you're throwing them. Just stepping out and, you know, the windup for that kick was like he was trying to kick a soccer ball exactly across the entire field like it was like why are you doing that the fight just started what are you doing yeah that's interesting i've seen people on instagram say about taking a step like to the right for example i mean i don't know i don't i can't really comment on it i saw the x-ray today on uh I saw it too. uh oh my goodness the description was actually as disturbing as seeing the two bones like fold on each other and then the pin um, just saying how it like pierced through the skin and yeah. there was concern about infection and Absolutely. it seems like the surgeon's done a great job and it shows the risk of combat sport as to like you know just at that stage in the career like for a fighter that's devastating really um and uh there was something else I was going to say about it but it's complete oh the curse I hope that it's not a curse now because what's stranger than fiction is obviously how it's gone from silver to Wyman and now Uriah like uh well I, I'm sure it'll be fine but yeah I'm just sure it'll be fine excellent great <laughs> <laughs> you know I was thinking you know I, I told people it's funny because I because I've trained people for so long and been involved for so long and been watching MMA for so long I realized all the time I'm going through these waves of people and all the new people, none of them remember any of the, they don't, you know, for me, when I started and I was getting into it heavy, I didn't just watch like the fighters or that were around. I tried to go back and find old, you know, DVDs or whatever. So that I can know some historical value, you know, things can have some value. They don't go back and look very much. I named fighters. They're like, Oh, who that is. So when this happened, I was like, I'm sure Chris Weidman's a great guy now. I'm sure he didn't, you know, it wasn't a thing back then. But, you know, when Anderson broke his leg, you know, that dude ran around the cage with his arms up, screaming like he fucking won, you know, a two, $10 million. I don't know. And to see him have to go through that eight years later, I was like, damn, man, that's, that's pretty right. I don't want to say it's karma. I'm sure he's, like I, I said, a great guy. <laughs> but, man, I remember my student. From that time, when that happened to Anderson, hit me up after I had just told my new students about that moment. And he said, remember when we were when that happened and we were talking about it? 
and talking about Chris Weidman was like, yeah, I practice how to check like that. And, you know, when I'm training and crazy, crazy. I, I hope it's not you a curse. You couldn't make it up. You could not make it up. And Nuts. it shows how amazing Anderson is to psychologically get back in the octagon after something like that happens. For real. Um, I mean, I didn't even know how someone could kick a bag after that would happen, really. Um, yeah, that's rough, man. That's rough. Um, I, I hope he anyway. gets better soon, man, and is able to come back and at least, you know, have something, have some kind of career after this. It's always crazy when, when this, when freak injuries happen, you know. Um, who else? What else happened? Rose. Well, I mean, Fug Rose. Yeah, step, you know, walk in, step in, lead leg high kick, offer some great footwork. She was just. I underestimated her, you know. Um, I think I'm not alone. I think a few other people did as well, but I, I don't know why I underestimated her. I think I was just really impressed with um, the Jay Chech fight, yeah, Joanna and um, Zhang. Yeah, Zhang. yeah, but um, I mean, you, you know, Rose is so much longer and taller, and she, her skills are so good. Well, clearly, yeah. I mean, I someone sent me on uh, WhatsApp a GIF or a GIF file, and it had Sanchai teaching um, Zeng like a the sort of hip um, yes. faints, yes. and then they put the next um, video of her doing that, and which is obviously like a faint uh, to get out of the way for a lower leg kick, but not the head kick right. thing was that what happened um i thought oh that's that's pretty neat that someone's put that video together in like 24 hours and spotted that but um i mean with those little gloves though as well i don't know mind you her guard was quite big wasn't it she kind of her yeah through and in yeah it was just it was a lot of things i just saw a picture i think of rose looking down there's a lot of setup there that was masterful yeah. You know, yeah. she she sidestep, backstep, sidestep, stepped in and head kicked. True. And during that entire footwork, Shane just kind of stood there. She didn't do anything to disrupt the footwork that Rose was doing. And she just basically, I tell people this all the time, you can get hypnotized. I was, was going to say hypnotized, like Biggie Smalls. Hypnotized. Yeah, you get hypnotized. Like just like, oh, yeah. yeah I, tell people, I tell my students all the time. They're like, I, I do things to you because I'm hypnotizing you. Like, I get you to stand in front of me so I can hit you. And you have no idea what's going on. But you got to start learning how to do that. But, yes, it was beautiful yeah. work. And when she went down, it was like, boom, you know. And, yeah. and didn't have similar, like, um, yeah, didn't know kind of what happened. There was that sort of, like, because she was, like, contested afterwards, like, sort of what's what's happened, you know. Um, and I felt fair because it was over so quick, assassin, you know. Yeah, man. I I hope she gets a shot again. It, really, I, but it just happened so quick. I hope she gets a shot again, but I don't know if it should be right away. I know how good she was or she is, but I don't know. I don't know. Jose, Jose Aldo didn't get a shot at Connor right after. True. I mean... It's a professional sport, isn't it? It's not the Olympics. So, um, yeah. I heard there yeah. were some issues, though, with all the Chinese fighters 
some of them not being able to bring their coaches over. I heard there was a lot of issues with like the travel and like some of the okay. other like Chinese fighters or different coaches had to step in and help them. So I think there was a not to, this is not an excuse. Obviously I'm just saying like, yeah, it's a, it's a huge disadvantage to not either not have your coaches with you and not have your, you know, have to go through all of that situation and then sure. yeah, have to face somebody of that caliber. It's kind of tough, man. With, with like, um, what was having the audience? It was Florida, right? The, yeah, Jacksonville. Your, your state. Yeah. So having, it was like something was in the water, you know, people were just turbocharged with that crowd cheering them yeah. on and the whole card came alive. I mean, going back to Anthony Smith, I was really pleased to see him sort of back on form and getting that, like, yeah. you know, I'm glad he, got, I'm glad he got the W as well. Um, He's a guy that I thought for sure. I mean, I think he can still get a title. I think he's, you know, he's, he could do it, man. He could do it, but it's going to be, he's got to do some work. I think maybe he's doing, I don't know, mm. but that, oh, okay. low calf, that low calf kick, you know, what caught me, caught my attention was that he threw that kick and then he still got taken down yeah. and then he got, and then he got held down by wow. a dude with one leg. Terminator was, two. That was like Terminator two. Uh, I'm like, yo, man, I don't know how you, yeah, I don't know. I feel like not that you're supposed to be able to finish anybody or anything like that, but I just don't know how you're not able to fight that off from the guy with one leg. I don't know. I know it's all in the moment. That guy, uh, what's the, it's an Australian fighter, right? Um, Jute or something. Something like Um, that. I don't don't really know him that well, but. Um. Yeah, he was awesome how he just kept going and you know, and he was willing to start the next round. Yeah, he said what well, he said he was just gonna doctor. he was like, I'm just gonna pull guard. I was just gonna if they were gonna let me fight. What does that mean? What does that mean? He was just gonna go into on his back in a jiu-jitsu position, try to pull oh, him into oh. guard. Yeah, try to pull him down maybe, maybe try to I don't know, but Ankle pick him or whatever, like Tony Ferguson says. Ah, ankle pick oh, you. Ankle pick you. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was really entertaining to watch and just, that's what I like about fighting is I'm so much of a perfectionist, you know, when things start to go a bit hairy, when I go training, sometimes you just easy to just go, oh, they've won. But when you see someone who's like, okay, this is ugly, but this is a fight and I can still win. It's just really inspiring to see the, the character and determination of these young fighters um just push through it, it's astounding like perseverance you never man. know yeah yeah i don't know where they teach if you can be taught that even um you i think you, you know, for listen there's a little bit of everything right some people are born with stuff some people i you know work really hard because they weren't born with anything as far as being taught perseverance i think you in heart i don't know they always say you can't teach heart you can teach people that they can push further than they think they can. If I don't know if that's teaching heart, but you're de- you can definitely teach people, listen, man, whatever you think your limits are, you're wrong. And maybe that's what heart mm, is. It's, okay. it's knowing like, this isn't my limit. I can go further than this. So yeah, potentially you could teach it. Mm, I like I, that. That's I, really I just, cool. I just um, made that up. <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know. Well, don't know you can really trademark true. it. Trademark it. I'm locking it Jimmy down right Chute. now. Jimmy Crute. Jimmy Crute. Jimmy Crute yeah. is his name. 
No, his leg yeah. was jacked. Yeah, and uh, mm, the nerve. They say, like, Joe Rogan and stuff said it was nerve. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Trauma or something. Yeah, yeah you get that nerve. But um, Randy Brown. Yeah. Did you see Randy Brown and Alex Oliveira? I saw. I only saw the clip on of the it. But, oh, I want to see it. I'm going to have to go back it's and one, watch it. It's, it's a yeah, one, it's a one arm, arm. Yeah, yeah did it. Okay. It's possible. Yeah, and I mean, it's cool, obviously possible. I feel like he's a, well, he done it. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, it was quite a good fight, that one. Um, lots of, like, yeah. But, okay. Um, and then, okay, Valentina. Listen, I, I don't know how any this was going to go any other way. I, I, she can, she just <laughs> yeah. can do it all. She can do it all. And I was funny because there was a, that one moment where she got pressed against the cage. And I was like, well, here it goes. If you can, if you can pick her up and dump her on her head, this will be the moment. But. Uh, okay. Andrage, oh, because she was, she was like trying to find. Yeah. Like she was trying to do that. And you could see yeah. she's doing that. And Van Tino Yeah, she was, was trying to get like a high Solid class. as a rock. Yeah. And I was like, yo, okay. this, this is the, this is your one moment. That if you're gonna pick her up, slam her, or try to take her down, this is it. And Valentina was having none of it. Yeah, because she did that to Rose, right? That's where she managed. That's that kind of her. She's a powerful. She you know, she's powerful. She can hit you hard, get you get close to you, and you know, beat you, throw you down, beat you up. You know, but Valentina's too good, man. She's just too damn good. And. We all yeah. know the fight. The fight to make respect. is is another rematch with Nunez. But I don't know when you make it, how you make it. You know, the judges are weird because she potentially won both of those fights that she fought Nunez in. I don't even know if you want to deal with the judges again after that. I, I don't know, but it's kind of the only fight to be made. I think. Yeah, I mean they're they're another. They're so elite. Um, yeah, both of those fighters, Valentina, ending with the crucifix for this one um, was, and those elbows of those elbows, yeah, uh, absolute yeah. carving up um, Paul Jessica's face. Um, yeah, you can't. You, it was, you know, there's not once once they get that crucifix and they start punching, it's only a matter of time before they go. Okay, all right, I'm gonna start using elbows now, and then it's for sure over over yeah um, done deal i don't know there's nothing much to say about it she body locked her threw her around <laughs> ragdolled her beat her up i mean crucifixed her elbowed her over she didn't i don't did she do anything did andras do anything i'm sure she did it was just valentina just looks so dominant and with the wrestling and the amount of takedowns she did i just was hypnotized yeah. i suppose with what she was up to and it seemed like she was always in control so um yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't Respect. know what to I, I just i got nothing those two women's divisions this, they need they need to bring in fighters they really do this yeah is, yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know why they feel like they can say that there aren't any when there's regional shows all over the world where there's fighters trying to make come ups that they like to, I don't say media or maybe the UFC, but they like to say that there aren't enough skilled female fighters at a high level, you know, so yeah. forth and so on. Meanwhile, there's 
goes all over with female fighters all over the place. So I think I, I, like I think you're good. right, and I think because I've had conversations with I don't know if I want to say friends, but at the time they were my friend um, saying about oh just close down the women's like section of UFC. This was like a couple of years ago, just saying get rid of it. You know, it's not it's nowhere near as good as men's. But I think that what has been shown is how you know the the sport evolves so quickly like the standards just keep growing higher and higher um in quite a short period of time so i think it's just like plants where you just have to keep watering them and uh, i agree and if you're not the problem is if you're not watering them right if you're not watering the plants you know you're not gonna you're not gonna have the talent in the in the ufc specifically if you're not going out to get them like you're not trying to make that happen and i think that's part of the problem i mean i could be wrong but it's easier to say i have these you know uh undefeated or or at least undisputed champions that are on these long title reigns and make money off of saying like oh this this girl this woman is the next you know can beat her knowing that they're not gonna beat her right they're not gonna be nunez they're not gonna be sochinko because you know who they are and you're not willing to go out and bring in enough talent for the pool to be bigger, for there to be more fighters and potentially it to get better. But whatever, I, I can go on all, on and on all day about that. Um, Kamara Usman. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what there is to say. Masvidal did a lot of a lot of chatting prior to the fight, after the last fight, and. I didn't think that he had anything really to present to Usman as a problem. I feel like also he's not in that part of his career where he's like, I got to get this title. I'm, I'm going for, you know, like he's not there. He's at the point of his career where he's like, oh, shit, I made a lot of money <laughs> talking some shit. I had a couple of good, crazy knockouts, you know, like. I'm kind yeah. of three piece in a soda or whatever. I'm kind of living off of those things. I'm making some cash from that. To win the title is almost a burden if you're already in that position. It would be fantastic to have as the cherry on top. But, you know, Dustin said, I'd rather fight Connor. Because I really, why do, why do I want to, you know, why do I want to go after that belt, be super obligated to do everything? that goes along with it and then have to defend it against all these monsters. When I'm like 36, 37, I'm at the end of my oh. career. Like, you know, Dustin's oh, like, oh, good. So you're saying like in the way that Dustin's like taking his eye away from the lightweight belt, that maybe that would be the case for Jorge with the welterweight. Yeah. In the future. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, Usman is that good. I mean, he, you know, again, I, that I, I I kind of bet that if I was going to bet, I would have bet the house on Usman. But yes. I still got very excited at the idea of seeing Jorge like with a longer training camp and um, being given a chance to to go again. Um, and I thought in the first round it looked quite promising because, um, but you know i think that's because i was just willing it to be yeah, different. yeah. you know when you're watching <laughs> it and you're like so stoked oh. about it you're like yes yeah well, <laughs> you got him there and even though he got taken down because there was a knee and then he got taken down you're like yeah. oh but he's got his feet on the hips and right. 
that and he was raining the elbows down and he managed to get to the fence and stand up so you're like he managed to get up and he's he's like <laughs> you're clapping like that <laughs> i'm a big yeah, yeah i'm a big fan i mean who isn't he's just so explosive he's so exciting he mixes it up i think that he's been really good for i mean people say that usman with the current gym he's in with rose and um yeah yeah trevor whitman's a freaking yeah, mastermind whitman. That, that that's like really uh, taking Usman up to the next level with his striking. But there was a few moments where I think Usman was sort of... Uh, he was wild, some, a little wild. A little bit wild. And I, with my armchair casual MMA watching, was like, oh, look, his striking's all over the place. Ah, that's Or Oh, has a chance to do like a check hook or whatever. And then, um, yeah, he got... He that uh, I mean I watched uh, today like um, Jorge Masvidal talk about uh, the the knockout and he was very gracious and said yeah yes, it's a beautiful was. piece of work and that's why I love the sport and I was like that's amazing oh my god <laughs> yeah listen he was very gracious I'll I'll give it to him um, but again I feel like yeah man he went out there I just don't know. All right, honest opinion. First of all, I, I think Rory Masvidal is a more than a staple of the sport. Fifty fights since whenever, OG. right? Forever, he's been doing this forever. Um, but that's the point. I think at what point, you know, like, does it make sense to go after the belt? I don't know, man. Then you got to fight all the up and comers, and like, man, right now, if you haven't made, well, I want to see him with Colby. I want to see him with Colby. Yeah. Okay. Do you not want to? I just think that's that those guys to fight. Yeah. Just to fight. Sure. Yeah. But Colby is, I'm not even, I, I'm not a Colby fan at all. And I think that he's like on fire for the title too. Like, I think that there are guys, there's a certain point in your career where you're like, title's great but I need to make some money before I'm out. And also I wanted that title so bad for like this five year period in my career where I was like hunting for it. And I was fighting guys that were all in that mix. And now I'm at the end of it. How much money did I save? How much, how much investment did I make? Yeah. How much people making now? What do I need to do to get some of that before I'm out? And yeah. I think, that's way more. The belt is only going to bring you that maybe for a fight if you don't, unless you're trying to, you know, do an Usman where you're like have it for multiple fights. But with that comes so many interviews, so many like things that you have to do. Is it worth it? Maybe, but I don't know, man. At 36, 37 in the fight game after 50 fights, where do I get checks from? I want some checks. Yeah. You know, so I think you're very mature, like you're way more mature than me. I'm just sort of approaching it like they're two Pokemon and I'm fascinated to see <laughs> what will happen when they like go at each other. Because uh, yeah. Colby's, you know, because they're both kind of, they've both, they've got a sort of history. You know, I'm, I do get a bit stressed weirdly about the sort of chat when they get, you know, I know that they do it to sell fights and it's really important to sell fights, but I do right. get quite stressed out when they're like, um, there's that background uh, resentment of one another. And 
I think, oh no, I just don't like it when people hurt each other's feelings. That's just, the- their fa- <laughs> just their faces, I don't mind. But like, that's the idea. Feelings. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, I know, I know. It's very silly, but um, no, I am that's just how, fascinated. No, no, it's not silly. With the work. You're exactly, yeah. you're exactly right. That is exactly why they do and say the things that they do and say when, even when there's no resentment, because they need. They need this, and I need it. I got excited too because you got excited. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because Colby, I think that okay, he got knocked out by Usman, um, like, and he wants to get back to get the belt. But I just think it would be interesting to see, as like, yeah, I would like to. I'd be really interested to see what would happen if they both fought each other. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm down for it. I want, I would like to see it too. I think my, I think uh, Colby's the kind of guy that's just, that could be susceptible to some of that Masvidal, you know, trickery and explosiveness. And I think he, he's the kind of guy that could get caught with something that Masvidal might throw. I'm and equally, he has the, he has the, um, what's it called? Uh, I'm just purely talking about him as a fighter now. I don't really want to get into like his personality yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. But like Peter's a fighter, he's got the gas tank, right? Like, and he's like obviously like wrestler, like very strong. Um, they're both strong. I'm gonna stop talking now because I'm really out of my depth. <laughs> in case you can, no, tell. I like, I like so. it, I like. It. <laughs> no, but it's listen. Uh, it, you in a fight, you never know what's gonna happen. Um, exactly. Ultra elite fighters like Usman are hard to beat. So oh, for Masvidal, so you know. Let's say he had a full, I thought that he was a little, I thought he was a lot overweight before the camp started. In the interviews I saw, his face was super puffy. I don't know how much, I don't know how much of that camp he spent, you know, trying to get weight off. I don't know how much of that camp he spent really, really busting hard on trying to get ready for the monster that is Usman. Right? Yeah. I I don't know. If he looked like he was like really ready to fight that guy, but then again, it could just be that Usman. People were saying pound for pound, active fighter that he is. One hundred percent, there is, and that's my point. If you're going to fight that guy, you have to bring yourself to that that level, I guess. And I don't know that you know. Do you think you could test your? Could you think you could prepare your chin? Could anyone prepare their chin for that power? So. fuck no but you can it's prepare like your foot people, you people say it's work. like Nagano like oh I see defensively you could prepare you can, for it more right you can prepare than, your footwork yeah. you can prepare your, your mind so you're not listen I know that Masvidal is a fan favorite I know he likes to put his arms down and smile and do all of that stuff but this is your title shot like this is the chance on a full camp to win that belt you have to train and be ready to a hundred percent. Yeah, listen, I don't. It doesn't matter what you do if you're like smiling and laughing and hands down or whatever. But that guy on the other side, Usman, was not in that place. Yeah, he was like, yeah, and his back, his muscles, like on his back. It's like Ninja Turtle muscles yeah, and muscles and muscles. It's yeah. crazy. Like so you, you know to, when the blades open and then there's like yes. more muscle that like comes out. Yeah. Um, is that deltoids or traps? I don't know. <laughs> There's a whole load of stuff happening. 
Um, yeah, I don't know if he, <laughs> I don't know if he was ready for that. Usman's a, I don't want to call him a monster. He's not. He's a he's a high level professional athlete. And he's he a human like, who deserves respect and is good at fighting and respect to him, but also respect to his. <laughs> but next yes, to his back, which is yes, <laughs> yeah. his dealt lat things. Whatever. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's some other shit besides both. Just real quick, I did I did enjoy the fights, and I love that you're a fan of the fights, and I love that you. You know what I love? I love that you're like I'm speaking. I'm out of my depth. I'm speaking. Because I talk to a lot of guys, even at, at the gym, a lot of different people, and they're like, it's like that whole thing. They know. Well, don't you think this is this and this? I'm like, yeah, you have, oh no. Are you there? Did I lose yeah, you? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. I'm there. Um, okay. They're like, don't, they don't know what they're looking at, but they're not willing to say they don't know. Oh, that's me off camera. That's me. <laughs> like, but I, I'm trying to make out like I'm very sort of. <laughs> This dude, <laughs> yeah, that's all good, man. It's all when good. When I'm watching it, I am so obnoxious, and oh. I'm, you know, like, oh, this person's gonna win, and you know, everything, and then, yeah, oh yeah, so. I gotta get you. Gotta give me some of those some of those messages during the fight, so I can send some okay. LOLs back. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's so. been great talking fights and talking long COVID. There's something else I want to talk to you about, and we can save it for another time. Like how I do oh, that? Sweet. Like how I do that? Um, we have an epidemic in both of our countries and basically around the world. Um, over-policing of black and brown and poor people. And I don't know, you know, we. this is like, obviously, I didn't mean to drop so heavy down after like laughing about fighting. Do it. Do it. Let's let's get it out. Let's, let's go. <laughs> but like, Pandemic, um, USC. <laughs> Police harassment. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's something that, you know, I see you, you've posted some things about things that are happening there. And I think that maybe we can make a, a US-UK connection some kind of way. I don't know. But we can talk about those things on, the, on a show down the road. Um, Clearly, there's a lot of that stuff going on. And I'm a little emotional about it at times, so there are moments that I probably shouldn't talk about it. Of course, it's of course. I think just to explain as well that um, I've just been involved in a public mural, which is about a um, it's a commission for a 40 years ago. Uh, there's the, the Brixton uprising, um, which was in 1981. Um, I think that's 40 years. Yeah. Um, there was uh, riots um, that happened, um, and it's there's a, it's a, a there's been a lot um, sort of uh, of programs to kind of uh, document what happened at the moment. And um, basic Steve McQueen, I think, did a TV series called Small Axe, yeah. and he obviously directed Twelve Years. So, yeah. um, and so on one of the roads in Brixton. Um, me and artist, me and quite a few artists actually, um, Jacob Joyce and a few other people. We're like, um, we we're painting a mural there, so that's to explain uh, the project. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. That's awesome. Yeah, look, we yeah, we definitely need to get into some of this. I want to. Yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. Maybe in the, like maybe in like a month, we'll we'll figure it out because. 
I'd like to educate myself yeah. a little bit more yeah, about sure. what's going on over there, what's happened over there, and just be able to talk, you know, about it with some, like, I know what I'm, you know, some education. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But just yeah. real quick over on this side, we've just had a lot of instances of like police violence towards poor and black and brown people, obviously. This is a worldwide thing, but it's getting a little out of hand and not it, a little, it's out of hand. And I don't know. I don't know the solutions for it, but I definitely want to connect on it and chit chat about what's happening there, what's happening here. And just keeping that dialogue going. So be ready for an invite in about a month to like, you know. Thanks. And I think it's brave of you to like try and open up a conversation. These things can be so painful that people just want to avoid it and sort of or only talk to you know people who have similar opinions to us and stuff and I'm really about visibility is important talk conversations important and yeah. um being sort of being open I think um being reflective so right definitely open that. honest being educated on it and yeah being reflective mm -hmm. It, made, it makes yeah. more sense to have good perspective on it and have a conversation than just spouting emotional uh, jargon just because, right? Yeah, want, that's I, right. It doesn't help. It does help in some instances, in instances to scream aloud, but to get things done, honest, um, empathetic, educated dialogue is the way to go. <laughs> on that note, I will definitely have you back on. Thank you for talking long COVID. Oh, please tell everybody where they can find you and what they should be looking for. Um, as far as like long COVID stuff is concerned. Sure. My website is www.stillillcoronadiary.com and the Instagram handle is underscore Corona diary. I will put all of that down there somewhere. So everybody has it. Um, I love talking to you, Monique Jackson. Thanks for talking like to I me. Put like a crowd of applause right there. Maybe <laughs> I'll do that for next time. Yay! It's been Yay. fun. <laughs> I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you. You too. All right. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Later.